Gimel Nissan, uh, March, what about March what? 14th? Okay. Saw some my mother-in-law is the art side today, the rabbit's mother. So Devorah Malka Bashmo and the Shama should have an Aliyah Mechayel Ochoyo. Okay, so again, page Shin Lamedalad, um, right side of the page, third paragraph. So one of the questions that was raised is, um, why Davka does it say Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron in Eretz Mitzrayim? V'zehud devar Hashem b'parsha zu. This is Hashem's word in this parsha. V'yomer Hashem el Moshe ve'el Aaron be'eretz Mitzrayim lemur. That Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Mitzrayim, saying, Hachodesh hazelachem rosh chadashim. This month is Rosh, the head of all months, Kapirush Orhachayim Hakodosh Haniskar. According to the explanation of the Orhachayim Hakodosh, which we mentioned before, which is Shechodesh Zehu Hamuvchor Shebechadashin. That the word Rosh means Muvchor. It is the most choice, the most select of all of the Chodashim. Ki Bechodesh Zeh. Yochel Yehudi ledaleg laahavasa yisporach laela mimatzava umadregasa. That in this month, a person is able to jump to a relationship of love with Hashem, even beyond the madrega that one is actually on. So we saw that the concept of this time of year of Nisan and Pesach is ahava in contrast to the period of the year which is Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, which is Yira. So the Ahava-based part of the year on Pesach, we have the ability to reach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through love. V'afilu imhu meshuka kavar And even a person who has sunk into 49 levels of Tuma, which we did in Mitzrayim, k'mashahoyu Yisrael b'Mitzrayim. Nonetheless, we can still be in a relationship with Hashem because of His love for us. It's like he, so to speak, He doesn't care how far we have sunk. He knows we're His children and He's going to take us out. And the Mida, and this is really a take on the Midrash, that Hashem wants to redeem you. We were redeemed in Nisan, and we will be redeemed in the future in Nisan. It should be this Nisan. So he wants to say, not only the month of Nisan is our redemption month, but the Mida of Nisan, which is Ava. Because Hashem wants and desires to redeem us. He doesn't look at our Avodah We will be redeemed with this That each and every year, when Nisan comes around on the Jewish calendar, this ha'ora, this light, is present. We've talked about this idea several times that time has qualities. 
And in Yiddishkeit, we understand that each day and each month has a special mita. So during this time, that quality of love comes into the world. Shogodel ahavas Hashem, bibechinas diluk, in this way of dilu, which was to jump, that Hashem jumps in to save us, and all boundaries and all limitations are shattered. Shashem havaya hu kesidro bechodeset, as we saw last week, that the shame yud ke vav ke in its order, in its written order, applies to the month of Nisan, which means chesed. Ubezehu muvchar mikol hachadashim, and this makes it the most select of all the months. Vezehu omro be'eretz mitzrayim. Now he emphasizes, that's davka why it says that Hashem spoke to us in Mitzrayim, to Moshe and Aaron in Mitzrayim. It's making a point of that. That this revelation happened when we were in Egypt. That we were not in Eretz Yisrael, we were not in Yerushalayim, we weren't in the Beis HaMikdash, we were in the Tumas Saoretz, Ervas Saoretz, we were in Mitzrayim of all places. And that's Davka where Hashem came and demonstrated His Ahava for us. Shahu Le'ila Mikol Dargin, that this level which Hashem is shining to us is above all levels, and it is reawakened each and every year during this time of year, in, in this month of Nisan. Now, another question he raised, why does it say, the, the Pasuk says, the Drosha was, it's for you and not for the non-Jews, not for the Gentiles. So he had asked, well, all mitzvahs are for Jews. Right? So why Davka is it saying, Lachem v'lo la'akum? Shemidah sachodesh hazeh ahavas Hashem shayach rak lachem. It's saying more than that. It's not just that the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh is shayach to the Jewish people. All mitzvahs are. But it's saying rather the special love that Hashem shows the Jewish people during the month of Nisan that is a specifically a Yiddish Zach. That's a Jewish kind of relationship with Hashem. That very special love He has for us. Even righteous Gentiles, this type of Ahavas Hashem at this level does not pertain to them. doesn't mean they're not righteous and good people. It doesn't mean they can't love God. They can do all those things. But this kind of Ahavas Hashem, this Nisan Ahavas Hashem, which is specific to the Jewish people, that's Lachem Velo La'akum. It's beyond all other types of love. Sheho Ahavo Hirak Bein HaKadosh Boruchu V'Yisroel. It is specifically between God and the Jews. Ve'ilu Lagoyim Ein Shaychus Lezeh. And to this level of Ahava, there's no Shaychus for the Umo Sa'olam. Specifically a Jew who has this relationship with Hashem. We learn that doesn't mean a piece of God. Hashem cannot be divided into pieces. But it means rather a very special relationship of Hashem's Ratzon, His will for us, Kiviyachal. Shaykh etzlo avas Hashem mitzad tivi yuso v'damo. He says it's in, our, it's in our nature and it's in our blood. It's just part of who we are. That Ayid has this special loving relationship with God and vice versa. 
<coughs> that also brings to light why specifically we say Shir Hashirim on Pesach. Because that is a Shir of Ava between Knesset Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and this is when that Ava is manifested. It's like a natural love that a child has to a parent. Which is not the same kind of love that the non-Jewish world has with God. So another question he had last week, if you look at this chapter in the Torah, it's talking about Chodesh Nisan, but the theme of the whole paragraph is really Korban Pesach. So what is the connection of HaChodesh HaZelochem and Korban Pesach? Why is this the introduction to that? So now he wants to address that. Lefi, She'inyan Korban Pesach Hu Hashem. What is the idea of Korban Pesach? So Pesach means to jump also. She'pesach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Al-Bate Avosein B'Mitzrayim. Hashem skipped over our households in Mitzrayim at the time of Machas Becharos. As it says, in the Torah of Arti, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, I will pass through Mitzrayim. And the blood which is on your door, doorpost will be a sign. On your homes. I will skip over your homes during the course of Machas Becharos. Because there was a Kitru. There was an accusing Midas Hadin presence at that time. And the Midas Hadin, which is the Midah of judgment in the world, it said to Hashem, similar to what we saw at the Yamsuf, Halalu v'halalu ovdei avodah These are idol worshippers, and these are idol worshippers. The Mitzrim worship idols, the Jews worship idols. Why are you saving them? But that's the Midas Hadin to Hashem. Why are you doing this? They're both, they both have their problems. They both have their Avodah problems. That's the Midas Hadin. But at this moment, in this time of Nisan and Pesach, Hashem was overriding the Midas Hadin with the Midah of Rachamim. So yeah, maybe I'll pedin that they have, the Jewish people have their Avodah problems also. That's not my concern right now, because as the Midrash says, Chafetz Ani. I desire to redeem my people. That's where Hashem is coming from in the month of Nisan. Now it's the revelation of Ava. I'm going to skip over those houses, the Jewish homes. Therefore, this month is the select of all months. Meaning, the demonstration of love in the month of Nisan is over and above the demonstration of love that he has for us in any other month of the year. It's always present. Hashem always loves the Jewish people. But Nisan is something special. Hu ha-hakdama l'korban Pesach. And therefore, this entrance into the month of Nisan, the month of Ava, that's moving us toward korban Pesach, and what does Pesach mean? He skipped over our homes and did not kill our firstborn. So, yes, HaChodesh HaZelochem is a Hakdama to, to, to Pesach. So it's, it's exactly right. The Hakdama is the Mida of Ava now filters into the month, beginning with the month of Nisan. And now that that Mida is pervasive in the world, 
Hashem will skip over the Jewish homes on Pesach out of His love for us. So Chodesh HaZelachem is going, riding into Pesach. That's why we, the Jewish people, refer to Pesach as Pesach. But if you take note, the Torah doesn't call it that. The Torah calls it Chag Hamatzos. Kedush HaSlevi points this out, the B'ditch of Arav. Because the power of the day, which is what we're calling it, how Hashem relates to us is Pesach. Asher Pesach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Al-Batei That Hashem skipped over our ancestors' home in Mitzrayim L'Go'olam B'Shfal Matzavan Because He was redeeming us even in our very low place. V'chein Hu B'chol Dor V'dur And so it is in each and every generation Sheyehudi Yachol Mikoach Zeh that a Jew is able through this midah of love, lahagiyah b'chodesh hazeh, in this month to reach, af lama she'eno mesugo b'cholashana, that which we cannot reach in any other month. Because in the other months, the midah of deen may possibly hold a few things back from us. The midah of deen is one of the midahs in the world. So it may hold a few things back. But on, in Nisan, the ahava is so great that it overcomes the mida of Deen, and whether we deserve it or whether we don't deserve it, halalu of Hashem now is focusing on his mida of Ava for us. So three questions that he answered from last week in this paragraph, just a little recap. So why davka be'eretz Mitzrayim? Because that showed how much Hashem loved us. Even in that very tumadik place, Hashem came and redeemed us. Why lochem velo la'akum? Because it's very specific to God's relationship to the Jewish people. This level of love Hashem has for us. And then the last one is, what is the connection of hachodesh hazel lochem and chag ha-pesach? Because they're both ahava related. And hachodesh hazel lochem, I guess we could put it this way, opens up the door for the ahava of that month. And then it moves into the month, and when Pesach comes, it's there, and Hashem takes that Ava and He redeems the Jewish people. So that addresses three of those questions that we raised. Okay, any comments to this point? Yeah, Julie, please. So in, during the Omer, because mm-hmm. um, we're talking about the fact that we go up this Madrega that we don't deserve, right? Yes. But then at the Omer, we have the ability to continue to go up. So when it becomes not Nissan anymore during the Omer, is it just because it's now just our Voda on our own? It's, our own, it's really like this. The, the point that Julie's raising is that the, during the time of Sfirah Sa'omer, we're working toward Matan Torah. So what the Sforam HaKadoshim say is that Pesach is a gift. It's a complete gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's from above. We do not have the Zuchus to get out of Mitzrayim. Just like he said here, it's kulo ahava. But the thing is, <clears throat> when something is given as a gift, it doesn't necessarily have permanence. Because we're not really quite up to that madrega. And it could easily slip away. And what happens, as Forum says, after the first day of Pesach, after we receive this tremendous flow of light on Pesach night, it goes away. So we got it, and then it goes away. 
during the time of Sphira, we're then working toward that same light, but now we're trying to do it, so to speak, on our own. So when we get to Matan Torah, 49 days later, 50 days later, that same light that was present on Pesach, we're gradually recapturing it each and every day of Sphira, and then when Matan Torah comes, we on our, not on our own, but we have more of a zechus to be Makabal the Torah. But I, I, I guess I understood, mm-hmm. I understand that, but yes. I, I guess my other question on that is that um, a different understanding is that, that I heard was that um, if we were on the 49th level of Tuma when mm-hmm. we got to Pesach, right? Yeah. So then it was, a, it was a gift that we got to, we got out. So we mm-hmm. kind of turned to zero, so to speak. We come out, we're like at zero, and Omer is building from the zero. So in a way, it could mean that if we really did our avoda properly during the Omer, that we could, I'm asking this, we could, we could receive, let's quote unquote, like even more of a higher madrega than we, we were given on Pesach, depending on the, the avoda that we do during, I'm asking this. Yeah. Is that true? I think it's like this. We're not at zero. Mm-hmm. When we come out of Pesach, the amazing thing is we're not at zero. <laughs> we're all the way up on top. We're all the way up. Right. We don't just go from 49 to zero and then start Sphira Salmer. We went from 49 down all the way up to 49 on the positive side. And then that's taken away from us. There's a siluk. After the first day of Pesach, it's taken away. Now, we don't go back to 49 negative. We probably go back somewhere in the lower numbers. Plus, it's still Pesach, so there's still a lot of Kedusha around. But that's taken away, that, that 49 in the positive is taken away. Mm-hmm. Now during Sphira, we work our way up, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. And that's also, just by the way, in terms of, mach, of Machshava and Avoda, why Sphira Salomar starts on the second day of Pesach. That's why. Now we know the Korban Haomer was brought on the second day of Pesach, that's why you start Sphira Salomar when the, when the Korban Haomer is brought. That's the Korban Mincha. But the idea in terms of Hashkafa is that on the first day we have that light and then it goes away. Now the second day of Pesach we have to start to regain it. Okay. Yeah, please, Mira. Is yeah. there a time when Mayasol went like, from minus 49 to zero or, and then it started climbing up? Like, I don't think that we go to zero. Oh, we go into the positive. Into the realm of Kedusha. Yeah. Right. Right. And especially at Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, because the whole union of Dilug here, this concept of skipping or jumping, yeah. which is a big theme on Pesach, it means that we attain madregos that we're really not uh, normally able to do. Usually, Avoda is a step-by-step process. Like we all know, you've got to go one step at a time in life. But on Pesach, we jump to a very high madrega all at once. And that's unusual. So on Pesach night, we're basking in the glow of that tremendous ha'ura, but then when that madrega goes away from us, as is always the case, now we have to work on the step-by-step part of it. The thing is, though, the step-by-step part of it is now easier because we had that real strong blast of light at the beginning of Pesach, and we experienced we experience the higher levels of that ore 
even though it was taken away from us, but, but the taste is still present. It's like the idea in the Seder of after the Afi come and you don't eat anything else, so the taste will remain in your mouth. So on the physical level, that's true. We want to still taste the matzah. On the spiritual level, we're trying to say that we just ate the afikomen and we know that's gone now, but we want to have that taste of redemption always to stay with us. Shouldn't leave. It starts. It starts with Rosh Chodesh Nisan, HaChodesh HaZelochem. That's when the Ava starts to filter into the world at this very high, unique level. And then on Pesach, it kicks into a completely different gear. Uh-huh. On the first night of Pesach, it goes into a completely different Madrega. So the, the Rosh Chodesh opens up the gate for it. Then on Pesach, we're going further, further up with it. Not, not fully. I mean, it, again, it's taken away after the first night of Pesach, but not fully, because we 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 have we do have the consequences lingering. The lingering effects of that avod are still with us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And then build it from there. Yeah. 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 yeah please welcome. even in better shape, believe it or not, because we have a Torah. They didn't have a Torah, but we have a Torah. And in terms of the first part, it is happening on a neshama level, but nonetheless, something's filtering through. So we could call it an awareness, a recognition of these things. It might come into the emotional realm of feeling something, and you know, it, it could. But I think the word I like to focus on more so is awareness that we are to be aware of these in Yonim on Pesach night, then how that affects us emotionally, I think that's really totally on each and every person. Yeah. But, we, but you're saying, like, sounds like what, what I'm hearing is that like, we could access some of that. Yeah, on our plane. Yeah. On our plane. Yeah. And that, that's a similar idea to the second part of your question, that this is happening in Mitzrayim. Right. This is accessible in Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, please. Yes. Okay, so here's a, a very important idea. The question is, in terms of the Yetzirah, how does that respond? So, first of all, one thing is that we have the Yetzirah of Chametz, the prohibition of Chametz. And on Pesach, as we all know, we go to the extreme to eliminate Chametz. In Machshava, Chametz represents the Yetzirah. That's what it represents in our lives. During the rest of the year, we have that relationship, that wrestling match. On Pesach, we eliminate 
the Yetzirah to the extent that we are able to. So I, I believe that what you're saying is, because of this extra Ava in the world, the Yetzirah may you know, kick up his heels and say, fight harder. So we go into it, and Hashem makes sure we go into it, putting severe limitations on the Yetzirah by limiting the way we eat food on Pesach. Because food is a strong connection of the Yetzirah into the person. Not that food is bad, God forbid. Just that we can become overindulgent in it. So that, those limitations of chametz and not allowing puffed up you know, bread and cake, which is all manifestations of that idea, is one way of handling that. The other part is that the, the yira component, which is still present on Pesach, because whenever we talk about Amida, it's not only that Mida, you always have to have the balance of other Midos as well. So there's a lot of Yerushalayim that goes into Pesach. <laughs> you know, on this holiday of love, we go into it. I'm not sure if we're feeling the love yet, you know, but we do a lot of Yerushalayim things preparing for this in the extreme. And I think that that's, this is part of the reason why. So we have that proper Yura balance as we're about to experience so much Ava. Yeah, yeah please. Dory, yeah. Yes. So when Hashem brings this special or to the Jewish people on the first time, so let's say you have a Jew that doesn't, he doesn't even realize almost that it's a Seder or yeah. it's just like a family get together. Right. Does he get the, does that Jew get the same? Something. He gets something. There, there are always levels, you know, because in terms of the way the or affects the person, there, there's the or and then there's the kli, you know, the kli that accepts the or. And every person is a different kind of keli. So a person who's more prepared for it, worked harder for it, they get a, a different quality of life because they can hold on to a different quality of life. That's exactly what we want to be doing. You know, that we go into this process and as hard as the physical part of going into Pesach is, is to keep our eye on the ball and to say, as you said very nicely, Dory, please, Hashem, help me be a kind of Kli that can hold on to this light and help me appreciate and be aware of this light. I think a tefillah like that is very appropriate. When you do beer chametz um, and beetle chametz, both at nighttime after you search for chametz and then in the morning after you burn chametz, in the regular sedurim there's a paragraph there about being mevatal your chametz. In the Beis Yaakov Siddur, which is the Siddur from Rabbi Yaakov Meemden, there's a tefillah there, a little Yehiratzon tefillah, and that tefillah is really about this about being aware of what it means to get rid of the chametz and to be zocha to Hashem's light. So, if you don't have that siddur handy, it's a, it's a nice, time, nice time to say a personal tefillah, because you're kind of at the end of the whole process of hachana for Pesach and getting into the Yom Tov itself. It's a great time to say that. Thank you. Please, Regina. Yes. It's like, oh, when Hashem gives you, you know, the Hashem teaches every 
Nice. When you review, when you explain uh -huh. something, then when you review it, uh -huh. it comes to you more naturally than if you've never felt nice. it before. Nice. So and then also you forget it, like the baby forgets it, right? And then right, he relearns right. it. I mean, Very nice. Like if you, if you, you know, it's already in you. If you're teaching something or relearning something, right. if you learned it once, even 40 years ago, it comes Makes a difference. Sure, sure. I think that's ex excellent. What you're saying is excellent and really right on the mark. And that's the idea. And the truth is, that's always how it is when we're learning Torah, because we all experience Matan Torah at Harsinai, every one of us. And when we're learning it, we are learning what we already know deep, deep inside of us. Yeah. Okay, now what we're going to do is skip a few paragraphs, and we're going to go to page Shin Lamed Hay, which I think is the next page in the handout. Right side of the page, uh, the last paragraph. Now, we had learned about last week the machlokas of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua as to when the world was created. Rabbi Eliezer said the world was created in Tishrei, and Rabbi Yoshua said it was created in Nisan. And we talked about those being two different aspects. Nisan, the Nisan world is an Ahava world, the Tishrei world is the Yura or Gevura based world, and those ideas. Concerning this machlokas, was the world created in Tishrei or in Nisan? He. So where do you begin? Do you start with fear of Hashem? Is that open the gate? And you go from there. Or does one start with Avas Hashem? Does that open the gate? And you go from there. Now last week we saw from the Zohar that even though Ahava is a higher level, but you start from Yura. We saw last, he's going to say something a little differently now. And it's very relevant to us in our time. Each path is correct, each path is emistic. According to the usual path of Avoda, the MS in truth, Reshis Chachma Yiras Hashem. The beginning of wisdom is Yiras Hashemayim. You've got to start with your, an awareness of God, the presence of God. There's a God in the world. Our behavior has consequences. Yiras Hashem. Yehudit Tzorich Lahaschil Laavod Lahashem Yisborach B'miras Hayira. That a Jew has to start from that Yira-based awareness. The East Din, the East Dayan, there is a judge. And I'm sorry, there is judgment and there is a judge in the world. It's a real, a real world with real consequences, both positive and negative. The Shehabori Yisborach Shemo Yodeya, Komaase Bene Adam, the Chomach Shavosan. Hashem knows all that we do and He knows all of our thoughts. That's kind of a Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur concept, right? He knows deeply what's going on inside of us. Achain, however, if a Jew has fallen and become very base, and this Jew is now immersed in the 49 levels of Tuma, a person like this can give up hope. Yush means to give up hope. If they start with the Mida of Yura. So we kind of touched on this last week that 
It's not always wise to start with Yira. Even though that's the usual Seder, but if a person is in a place where Yuradic concepts could cause them to fall into a lower place, out of fear, insecurity, those things, that's going to be a problem. As he says, I'll just read that again, Olu lipo. Olu means likely. He's likely to fall into giving up hope, despondency. If one begins with a yura step, if he begins to reflect upon the vastness of his sins and his low spiritual state, and this applies to all of us in one way or another. So in, that's the case. The way to begin to enter into the gateway of Avodas Hashem is with this idea of jumping or skipping. You've got to skip over the Mida of Yura for a little bit to jump over it and get right into the Ahava Mida. As it says, love co- covers up all sin. Now one can do a lot of damage with that concept, right? And there are people in history who did. But as we know, that's not what he's saying here. The person can't get out of their place because of Yura. And it's just taking them to a lower spiritual or emotional matzah. Forget the Yura right now. Just think about the fact that Hashem loves us. He wants us. He's our, he's our God. We're His people. We're His children. Go from there. Because that's going to get us in the door. And it's uplifting. Ubamats of kazeh. Midas ahava hi bechina rishan. In this case, ahava is the first step. So I cannot emphasize how important this, this is. Because we saw last week that Yura, according to the Zohar, is the first step. The Nesiva Sholem is saying now he's qualifying that. Depends. Depends on the person, depends on the society, that depends on the time in history. And you have this machlokas, you know, m- amongst great people. Where do you start? He says here, Elu ve'elu divri elokim chayim. They're both valid pathways. But to know ourselves, is the Yura path going to take me down right now? And if so, you know what? Go with the Ava. Get in the door with the Ava. Build that relationship of love with Hashem. All right, then we'll get to the Yura. Then we'll get to it. We're not throwing it aside. We're just talking about getting in the doorway and feeling that and experiencing that. Please, Mrs. Fran? Yeah. Um, it's altogether for our generation and our time, right. this is the approach, this is the approach for yeah. non-fintech, yeah. this is the approach in Europe, previous struggles we had brimstone kind of, of um, Worcester schools and, and that doesn't work. Doesn't work. So, yes, we are terrible and yeah. this is the way. It, it's so true and you know, it took us a generation or two to figure that out, really, in American chinuch. Yeah. You know, that the European mahalaf was not working here, and it was turning people away. People were running away from cheder. Very horrible experiences in cheder in those years in America. The strictness of it without the context of the European environment was meaningless and it was harsh. But we didn't quite get it. 
And then, of course, we became a post-Holocaust generation, so we're feeling even lower and lower. People coming out, mamish, subrachana mention, like broken people after the Holocaust. And I think that it took us some time as Americans and Jews in America to realize something's got to change, change here. And it did. Granted, things are not perfect, but as, as Mrs. Fran pointed out, there is a much stronger emphasis now in chinuch anahava because we know that's how you reach people. And Bezras Hashem, the year is going to come into the picture, but if you start with that, not going to be so successful. Thank you. Yeah, please, Debbie. I just went to a bris of a Bathsheba's child, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he became drunk. Mm-hmm. And he said in the first experience was Pesach Seder, and he was excited about it. And then the next day he ate chomets, and he went, oh, well, I, I blew it. I blew it. Forget it. It's not Forget great. the whole thing, right? And later someone came to him with Ahava. He said, and he goes, no, you didn't blow it. You, you, you thought. You, you want to be, you're considering it. You, you're interested in from high. And he said, and from there, I mean, Kainari has six beautiful children, yeah, no. and he's, he's, he's such a mensch that, you know, you hear this and you go, it's Ahava. That does, even years ago, it was, um, in Europe especially, the child didn't, you know, you threw them out of the house. They're not Shema Shabbos, whatever. And now, um, something had come up. We were talking to my husband's friend. He says, the derrick is different. Right. Now we say, have their favorite food in the house, make sure there's a good bed, comfortable for them. Tell them, I want you back. You always welcome here. This is your house. Come. Right. You know, yeah. you put the standards. You know? Yeah. Because That's you what keeps them in. We're losing for sure. people and stuff. And exactly. another point, my, my daughter was saying, um, her son, her two older sons went to TA. And she was saying, you know, at the beginning of the year, she said, you know, the first few years of school, there's so much of um, fun yeah. in their learning. And there's so much... And she said, and she never appreciated it so much, you know, the, the Rosh Kodesh uh, assemblies and the, and the getting the prizes and things. And she, she thought, just worry about the studying. I want them to know this information. And now she sees her one of her sons is in a more serious yeshiva that doesn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Ma, I, 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 now I appreciate even more what they, right. did, they did. Because they're showing the t- children how wonderful it is. All the ahava yeah. going in. And not so much of the rules of you have to do this, you have to do that. Right. They're getting that. Right. So it's and, and you have to come to that, you know, yeah. ultimately. The halacha, halacha lemaisa, what are we right. doing? But if there's no ahava in the picture, then all of that just becomes a set of regulations instead of being about a relationship with our Kaddish Baruch yeah. And as a door, as a generation, we're very susceptible to this. Very susceptible to this nefila part about falling in life, and feeling very poorly about ourselves, regardless of background. Orthodox background, not orthodox background, regardless of background. All people, Bisman Hazeh, are subject to nefila. We have self-esteem problems, we're insecure, we have all kinds of things that we struggle with. And you, uh, something touches somebody in the wrong way, they could really fall uh, very, very far down. And we're constantly in need of supporting each 